Survivor chronicles the lives of 20 strangers stranded together in the middle of nowhere, forced to build and destroy their own new world. Over the course of several weeks, these island-dwelling men and women are locked in a physically and mentally exhausting battle to outwit, outplay, and outlast each other, voting each other out every three days at the terrible temple known as Tribal Council. After 39 days, one of these castaways will walk away as the sole survivor, in possession of the million-dollar prize that goes along with the coveted title. After only three days, one survivor will walk away from years of dreaming about this journey. Months and months of surviving a grueling casting process, weeks and weeks of preparation for the game, days and days on lockdown, and the guarantee of more than a month away from everything and everyone they know and love, no matter how early they lose their life in the game, all for only three days of actual playtime. This season, someone else will become a first one out of sorts. The first one out to Ghost Island, the graveyard of bad survivor decisions, birthed from the ruins of nearly 20 years of broken dreams. This castaway's name will forever be etched in survivor history as Ghost Island's first guest. But in truth, another person was swinging from the monkey bars of this spooky playground before anyone else. This podcast series is the story of finding the season's first sacrifice to the fearsome survivor gods. It is also the story of an idiot and a moron. This is First One Out, and I am Ghost Zero. Really? You're sure you want to hear this? You want to hear an episode of First One Out that doesn't feature a single player from the Survivor Ghost Island cast? An episode that's all about me and my wide-eyed buffoonery, making a grand old mess of the so-called spooky playground? Because if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to hear it. Skip this one. Head straight to the final episode of the season. And maybe hop out of there with a little time to spare, too. Otherwise, if you really want to know what happened to me on June 4th, 2017... Okay, have it your way. What follows is the story of Ghost Zero. Much of it told in the moment, much of it told after the fact. Our twisted tale begins on an island, far away in time and space from my looming Fijian nightmare. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Let's give it a whirl. You're going to do it. I have absolute faith in you. All right, so you got to get that sh that striker a lot yep. closer to those. So I want it to be like right there, basically. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. And right you got to keep the jute nearby, so okay. It can... Okay. It's mid-May, 2017. A couple of weeks before shipping out to Ghost Island, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, learning the basics of survival from someone who has endured Survivor twice: Zeke Smith, firemaker and game changer. The season 33 and season 34 veteran becomes the Yoda to my Skywalker on my quest to make fire, showing me the ropes of how to get the job done. He's a cruel master. Get on your knees, yeah. Wiggler. And a crude one as well. But he's patient with yours, truly. A doughy nobody who has spent virtually half of his life fantasizing about Survivor, now mere days away from tasting a small slice of the real thing. My camping experience is... limited. 
And by limited, I mean I once cried my way through an overnight as a 12-year-old at summer camp due to a cacophony of croaking from bullfrogs. If you've never heard a bullfrog croak before, it sounds a little something like this. Gwah! 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 Kind of like a dying giraffe. It's awful. Needless to say, I'm having preemptive flashbacks. The prospect of spending a night alone on a genuine survivor island is genuinely bone-chilling. What happens if I have to go to the bathroom? What if I get hungry? What if there are snakes and rats out there? Or worse yet, bullfrogs. And the scariest prospect of them all. What if it's freezing out there? Scorching as it often is by day, Fiji can be positively frigid at night, especially when Survivor is in town, filming during the South Pacific winter months. The food situation? I'm good. I've been dieting for a few weeks at this point. Not sure if you've heard yet, but pizza and I have been seeing other people. The bathroom situation? Honestly? I'm intrigued. Not gonna lie, I'm kinda curious to take the aqua dump for a spin. The bullfrogs? I don't think they exist in Fiji, but if they do, whatever. It's been 20 years, I'll live. But the cold? That's something I need to learn how to conquer. And what's more... I sincerely believe you should not go out to Survivor without at least some base knowledge of how to make fire. Especially these days. So I'm determined to learn how to make fire with flint before I head out to Ghost Island. And Zeke, who made fire with bamboo on day three of his first season, is determined to show me the way. My life's in your hands right now. I'm going to need this in a few weeks. The first thing we're going to do is familiarize you with using the the flint, the okay. magnesium fire stuff. So This part's very simple. You're gonna shave magnesium flakes, and that part's simple, but they're gonna go everywhere. Yeah, we're doing it right? Down. We're back, we just shaved a significant amount of magnesium. Would, is it fair to call it significant? This yeah, I would say I would say we have about a quarter size amount of magnesium, yeah. which is a little bit more than you need, but okay. you know we'll take it. It's like the size of a of a of a physical quarter. So yes. the next step, you want to ignite the magnesium, and the flame from the magnesium is going to ignite the jute. Okay. And what we have is a pile of jute. Okay. Which is just a very it's a very dry, flammable, fibrous material. You know, I I've made. I've made people make fire in my living room before. Oh my god. Game of Survivor. Well, you are about to move out. So, so why not burn the place down on your way? Why don't we, yeah, Do you care out. about your security deposit? Um, like I said, this is not the first time people have made fire in my apartment. Okay. Uh, I can tell that story. So why don't we move inside? All right, just, let's do it. Just for educational okay, purposes. Okay, cool. And I would say for any people who have questions about why it's so hard to make fire, even with Flint on Survivor. Oh my God. It's the wind, baby. Yeah, the wind was not our friend out there. Now I feel like I'm cheating because I'm. if it's a bad day out there in Fiji, it's not going to be fun. I'm getting really good sparks. You like, are. I know it sounds like nothing is happening, but I'm getting decent sparks. You are. You're gone from little sparks to big sparks. Yes. Those are the sparks you need. The sparks that will jump and catch. Yeah. Whoa. There we go. There Whoa. we go. There we go. Okay. So now what do I do? Now, well, this is Whoa. just going to burn up. Yeah. Oh my God. Shit. That's Whoa. how flammable it is. Wow, that happened so baby. fast. Oh my God. Fire represents your life. Oh my God. That's so satisfying. Isn't it great? Oh, man. If you've never made fire with flint, allow me to spoil the sensation for you. It's fun. Very, very fun. Like going on a cruise levels of fun. A deeply satisfying feeling. One that makes you feel powerful and primal and positively unstoppable. In the time between that first fire and my trip out to Fiji, I work with the flint a few more times on my own. Once or twice as a parlor trick for friends, 
once or twice as private practice. I have no idea what awaits me out on Ghost Island, but I now know this. I won't be cold out there, because your boy Ghost Zero knows how to make fire. Thanks, dude. I think that'll do it, right? Yeah, that's that's a fire, baby. Hell yeah. I love it. I, I'm like, the, the survivor in me is very sad that we're going to have to put it out. Yeah. Like, it just feels backwards. It feels like you're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, we're about to pour water on it. We're about to be like the assholes who pour water on it. Oh, my fire. God. Well, it's appropriate that I brought a survivor buff with me, Zeke. Oh, you did? It's uh, it's Survivor Africa Merge Tribe. Do you oh. remember what the name of the Merge Tribe was? Can I can I admit that I've never seen Survivor Africa? That is very sad to me, but you can admit it. It's Moto Maji. Lex Vandenberg coined the name. It meant fire and water in Swahili. Oh, that's beautiful. So we've got fire, and I guess we're going to get some water? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Bon voyage, fire. What, what, what is the, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Oh. <laughs> Feels like that. The Midnight Society? Yeah. Yeah. What was it they, they said or they uh, put it out? I don't know if they said anything before they put it out. Did they? I know they did submitted for your approval by the Midnight Society. Anyway. All right. Well, submitted for your approval All by right. the Survivor RHAP Society. There we go. Oh. Very sad. There she goes. There she goes. Oh, smoky. All right. Well, I'm just gonna hope that like you're a force ghost out there with me, and anytime I'm in doubt, I'm just gonna think, what would Zeke do? You know, you can do it, Josh. I I became a better fire tender, fire maker out there on <laughs> out there in Fiji, and trust that the uh, you know the the Zeke fire spirit will be with you for one night only. For one night only. But it, again, if not, if you are if you have a cyclone and you're just huddled by yourself in the mud. You're gonna make it through. Yeah, because I'll the call. I'll call in for a boat. <laughs> the sun's gonna come up eventually. For the Hollywood Reporter, in collaboration with Rob has a podcast. I'm Josh Whitney. This is first one out. Ghost Zero. Chapter Seven. Fire plus water. In Swahili. It's 6.30 a.m. on June 4th, 2017. Dawn is breaking. I'm in Fiji. Um, I'm on an island, and I don't know the name of the island, but I do know the name of the island that I will be at 24 hours from now. It is called Ghost Island, and it is the theme of the 36th season of Survivor. Survivor Ghost Island, a place that I don't know much about at this moment in time as I'm looking out at the pink sky of Fiji, but a place that I'm about to get to know intimately. Um, This season of Survivor, like seasons of Survivor in the past, involves a special island that castaways get banished to. Uh, At least that is my understanding of it. Not unlike an exile island, hopefully not too similar to a redemption island, which is where people would get voted out and they would live there for several days, come back, do battle, and potentially come back into the game. Let's get over that. Let's get past that. Exile Island is kind of classic. Maybe a little bit of a screen time suck occasionally, but pretty classic. 
dates back to the 12th season of the show. Uh, frankly, it dates back to the 10th season of the show. It's the first time you see Exile Island when Janu is banished there and she quits the game shortly thereafter. So I'm going to an Exile Island of sorts and it is called Ghost Island and it is a place that is haunted by survivor nightmares, um, mistakes, ghosts from the past, uh, hidden idols that were misplayed or never got the chance to be used at all. Um, I don't know what else is there. Bugs, snakes, all sorts of crazy Fijian critters. Uh, and I will be there alone, except for the, the ghosts of Survivor Past there to keep me company. I have been coming out to location. Um, this is my fourth time coming out to location. Uh, and I love it out here. I'm a big Survivor fan. This is my favorite thing that I get to do for work. I love talking to these people, these contestants, as they are on the edge of the craziest 39 days of their lives, if they're lucky to get that far. Uh, I love watching this team in action. The granular detail that goes into every single little thing out here, you really can't... It doesn't translate all the way on screen, but it's really impressive to see up close and personal. I'm going to be stranded alone on an island. Hopefully with flint, I've prepared. <laughs> I've been practicing flint. I know how to make fire with flint. Um, famous last words as I do get flint and totally bomb it. But uh, the great Zeke Smith uh, from season 33 and season 34, Millennials vs. Gen X and Game Changers respectively, taught me how to do this. I'm going to honor that man. Shout out to Zeke Smith. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to do my best. You know, I, I feel like when I, when I walked away from Second Chance in Cambodia, uh, among the many reasons why that was such a powerful experience for me was that I did feel what I imagine a lot of people of my type, not very athletic, not very outdoorsy, not very physical, um, what the, those people who really do succeed in the game, the exhilaration they must feel when they get out there and they start to have that feeling of, I think I can do this. I think I could really, really do this. Cambodia was a physically tough season, one of the most physically challenging seasons that they've had. Uh, lots of people uh, in that region, uh, you know, across season 32 especially, and uh, season 31, uh, lots of injuries, lots of medevacs, very hot. And I walked away from there having, you know, eaten a scorpion and loving that and competing in challenges and biffing some things, but mostly doing okay that was like the always the biggest thing for me was I feel like I could do well socially I feel like I get along with people pretty easily uh, I feel like I get the strategic part of the game I've been studying it closely but I'm not an athlete and how would I do in the challenges would I just be such a nightmare that I would just get voted out immediately and I feel like I conquered that I feel like I know about myself now that I could hold my own that's exciting but I don't know about this part. And I think that this is the thing that doesn't translate to people like me, bloggers, commentators in the survivor sphere, who are constantly railing people for making terrible decisions. How could you not know that that person was against you? How could you, Adam Klein, talk to Taylor and think that telling him about your reward advantage is a good idea after you've just voted out his girlfriend? You know, we're constantly, constantly bashing these people without having spent a single second of, of the deprivation, experiencing a single second of the deprivation that they go through. And I'm going to have, like, the smallest slice of that uh, in the next 24 hours. And I'm 
honestly deeply terrified. I'm very anxious right now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty fearful. Uh, but there's an adrenaline to it, too, and there's an excitement to it as well, where I, I hope... I hope that it's hard. I hope that it's difficult and I hope that I conquer it. And I hope that it, it helps to illuminate for me at least. And maybe through me, uh, I can channel that to some of you guys of just how hard that stuff is. Uh, you know, when you've got no water, when you've got no food and you're also on the hunt for idols and everything like that. I mean, I think that there is going to be a fairly elaborate idol hunt or artifact hunt waiting for me on ghost Island. I have no idea. I will find out when I get there. Um, but that's the kind of thing, too. It's like, how could you not have seen that tree? How could you not have seen that clue? I have bad vision, first of all. And I'm also just, like, very squeamish outdoors. So maybe it's not going to be a great fit. But I can't wait to challenge it. So 24 hours from now, or a little less than 24 hours from now, I will be picked up from Ghost Island. Assuming I don't radio in for help uh, beforehand if it's just such a nightmare. I really hope that doesn't happen. We're going to take that out of the equation. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As Christy Smith once said, it's not going to happen. But it might happen. I hope it doesn't happen. Um, But we'll see. Uh, It's a beautiful day out here in Fiji. I have six more interviews with the cast of Survivor Ghost Islands to do before I go out there. So I need to start focusing on that. But just a little check-in. Just a little, uh, quick little monologue and introduction to what's about to happen out here. Uh, very grateful to the Survivor Gods. I am praying to the Survivor Gods for a difficult, humbling, rewarding experience. And I can't wait to share that with all of you. So, thanks so much. For The Hollywood Reporter, this is Josh Wiggler, Ghost Zero, signing out. to be young, to be filled with so much optimism, so much excitement, so much hope, so much pride. But you know what they say about pride, don't you? It comes before the fall, just as the calm comes before the storm. Okay, it's almost Ghost Island time. I am walking to Marine, uh, the department that is responsible for ferrying everybody and everything all around Survivor out here in Fiji. It is approximately 3.45 p.m. I am allegedly going to be on Ghost Island until 6.30 in the morning, the next morning. Let's see if I make it. The weather has been awful today. If you ever wanted proof that the survivor gods are real, this is good proof. Uh, Every day this week is supposed to be gorgeous. It's been beautiful the entire time I've been here. Today is the one day where it is absolutely cloudy. It's been raining really hard. Uh, Right now we're in a bit of a lull, not a lil, although I'm feeling very weepy. Uh, 
and I'm very, very nervous and anxious. I've actually already talked to executive producer Matt Van Wagden and, of course, Jeff Probst, who both gave me a little bit of a preview of what is ahead at Ghost Island, but they've been pretty vague on the details of exactly what it's going to be. But let's hand it over first to Matt and then to Jeff to kind of help set up what I'm about to get into and therefore what you're about to get into. Hello, Matt Van Wagnen. Josh Wiggler, how are you? I'm okay. It's great to be reunited here in Fiji. It's always great to be here with you, but I, I have to admit, I've admitted this to a couple of people, I don't think that I've ever been more anxious in my entire life than I am right now. Is anxious a good word? Is that- I think so. Um, I mean, it feels horrible, but I think for the experience, it's good, right? I think it's a great experience. I mean, I think it's good when someone who, you know, is a big fan of the show. I mean, this is a dream come true, a big sure. fan of the show who gets to go out there and not only live the life of a survivor for a night, but also gets to look at something that nobody has has looked at so far. You're going to really be the fresh eyes on a whole new experience. Okay, so I want to go in pretty cold. So yeah. let's speak vaguely, but... This I, is, I was planning on that. This is this is this is Survivor Ghost Island. Yeah. Is this season? Yeah. What does that even mean? Well, if we're going to be vague, let's just talk about the fact that Survivor is a game in its history. You know, we're talking 35 seasons in, in the books. Um, that had there's a lot of bad decisions that have been made over the course of the show, and so some of these decisions can come back and they've haunted players throughout the history of the show and there's somewhat of a um, presence these these bad decisions have a presence on this season is that vague enough for you so ghost island involves survivor like things that have haunted survivor in the past yeah and there's also some things that are just reminders i'm going to speak in very vague terms because i don't want to give anything away but there's reminders and i think for a survivor geek uh it is almost a spooky playground um, if that makes any sense. It's a good hashtag. Yeah, spooky playground. Early front runner. <laughs> yeah, okay. So did you cast accordingly? I mean, yes. we've spoken to a bunch of the cast already at this point. We've talked to the entire cast, actually, at mm-hmm. this point. A lot of them seem to be real fans of the show. Was that the idea? Like, whatever it is that I'm about to experience, this is really going to be mostly appreciated by somebody who really loves Survivor. Yes, and, you know, that was one of the things. I mean, we've, over the last few years, have really gone that way anyway. We've been doing, we've been casting um, contestants who are fans because we just feel like they play a better game. But this season in particular, we wanted to people. Uh, we wanted people who were familiar with kind of the lore of Survivor, going back, you know, to the very beginning. So when we were in casting, we were talking to people about uh, things that they remembered from season two, things they remembered from season sixteen, and that was that kind of gave people points. So it was kind of a little bit of we were um, killing two birds with one stone. So for me, like the big question, without having seen the place, is like, how is this any different from Exile Island? Would you say greatly different? Yeah, it's it's greatly it's greatly different. It is. It's not there's you know conceptually yes there is an element uh, with Exile Island, but it's a whole new take on it. And um, visually, it's very different. And I think um, gameplay wise, you'll see it's different as well. How's the weather today? Horrible. I have to admit, we were over there actually. We were just over um, checking out Ghost Island, and we were working on a rehearsal. We've been bouncing around a lot today. We start shooting tomorrow. And when we, it was almost this magical moment because we had great weather. And then as we were pulling up to Ghost Island, we saw a big cloud over it and dumping rain. And we just thought, this is going to be fantastic for Josh. Because it's one thing, it's one thing to be out there during the day. It's a whole other thing at night. I mean, I, I can speak from my own experience as a producer on the beach. You spend 
the entire day with contestants. And then there's someone who comes over um, at night and deals with it at night, which is, you know, not as fun of a job, um, but it's still a great job. And I hadn't been out. I'd worked on the show for a few seasons before I went out there at night. And it's a, it's a whole different beast at night. Um, it's Spooky playground. Yeah, well, I mean, just I'm talking just even a Generally. normal a normal season. You're dealing with a lot. I mean, you it's dark, it's cold. I mean, people think of Fiji, they think it's warm. It's cold, and now thankfully, um, it's rainy and stormy. The waves are crashing against the beach. It's pretty intimidating. This really is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, evidence of the Survivor Gods because Completely. we're looking at the forecast, and it's beautiful the entire week that I'm here, except for the one night that I'm going to be spending alone fantastic, on Ghost Island. It's just amazing. And the funny thing is, is we've actually, we do jokingly um, throughout the seasons talk about the Survivor Gods. And one of the fun things about Ghost Island is we actually kind of make that part of um, of the show and the part of the game. And so the, the Survivor Gods have, um, have a presence and they have a sense of humor. Um, and uh, they have a reverence. I mean, they have. There's, there's a lot of things that come with uh, the Survivor Gods, and I think it's living proof with, with what they are doing to you today. What are your predictions for for my experience? Uh, I think it is going to be more uncomfortable than you're anticipating. <laughs> well, I'm anticipating it's going to be very uncomfortable. I know, but I think it's a, a totally different thing, especially if this rain. I mean, if the rain keeps up. I think you're in for a really miserable oh night. Um, if it doesn't rain, I think that you'll, because of what Ghost Island is, I think you actually, I, I find it's a place that truthfully, this for a Survivor fan, I think when you come back and we talk again, there's some power there. I know that may sound a little bit cheesy, but there is, and I think that you will, I think you're going to get off on that. I think that there's an element of this that you're just going to, as a Survivor fan, you're, you're going to love. And I think... Uh, as a human being, if it is stormy and miserable, I think you will have a rough night out there. <laughs> All right. I'm excited for you. Are you going to go to the bathroom out there? Are we, I, are we expecting like an aqua dump? I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, You're not getting in the ocean. Well, I was holding it in all day just yeah. to prepare for the aqua dump, <laughs> but unfortunately I've been scared shitless over the past few hours. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, give it it'll, a be, shot. it'll be great. Hello, Jeff Probst. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm curious how you're feeling right now. I just spoke to Matt, Matt Van Wagner, our friend, uh, and I told him that I don't think I've ever felt more anxious in my entire life, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I'm guessing, you know, Matt, before he became EP, was a producer on the beach, so he knows what he's talking about when he sort of guides you or warns you about what you're in for. What did he say? He said that if the weather is the way that it's been today, I'm in for a miserable night as a human, <laughs> but that I'm in for a great night as a Survivor fan. 100%. And here's my point of view on it. No one has been on Ghost Island. You're the first. I'm Ghost Zero. You're Ghost Zero. You're the first one to spend a night on Ghost Island. And as our CBS publicist can attest, I personally spent a lot of time thinking about this night. Should Josh be the first person? And if so, what should he do? We have a fun night planned for you out there. But much like being drafted by a sports team or joining the army, there's an expectation. We expect you to deliver. I have to meet a certain level. Yes. 
I feel like I can meet a level. What level? I feel like I can be like a solid like eight out of 10. So you think you can spend the entire night there? I think I can spend the entire night there. I feel like, listen, Jeff, I've been talking about this show. I've been watching this show from the very beginning. I've been covering it for several seasons now. I talk like a hot shot, like I know everything about the strategy and all that nonsense. If I can't survive a single night on a Survivor Island, I know nothing and I have to stop. I have to pull out. So I have to wow. survive the night. Those are big stakes. It's true though, right? So I mean, this is an all-in move. This you is will an all either in. not be a journalist ever again. Morning. Yeah, no, I will never cover anything ever again. This will be the end of everything. Well, that was my, that was my expectation is <laughs> no, for you yeah. is can you actually survive the entire night? Because it's easy to say it is going to be a long night and people 14 and a half hours to be exact. Okay. People listening will go, oh, it's not that hard. I could do it. You get your ass out here and do it because I've been to Ghost Island. I know what it's going to be like out there. We have an, an opportunity for you to even have more of the survivor experience, but just know that our only expectation is that you don't call me in the middle of the night crying. They, gave, they didn't give me your number for a reason because I told they would have. Well, actually, you do have a radio out there. Turn to my channel with a little note from me that oh, says, gosh. if you need me, I'm here all night, just just ring. Just know, like on any Survivor- You'll be judging me a little bit. I'll be judging you a lot, <laughs> and there'll be an invoice. So um, I don't want to know what I'm getting into, but I do want to know just kind of vaguely what Ghost Island is, I guess. You know, what, what kind of got you to this idea? I know that it's really rooted in Survivor history. Ghost Island, well, the origins of Ghost Island is we had the name for about six years and could never really figure out what, what it was. What it was, And this year it all sort of came together. And what Ghost Island is, is the graveyard for bad survivor decisions. So you think of every memorable, historic, bad decision on Survivor. They've been living those decisions out on Ghost Island. They're haunted. And they've been waiting for a chance to mess with you again. This year, that's what's going to happen. And the question will be, can you reverse the curse? Or is this thing truly hexed forever? And are you going to be its next victim and another resident of Ghost Island? Okay, so before I ship out here, I am going to be the first person to do the overnight to test it out. Do you have any questions for me? Like, is there anything you're curious about for the user experience that would be informative to you? Yes, I'd like to know your first impressions. Just when you walk in, from the time the boat takes you in, to the time that you see the entrance, to the time that you get inside there, and then wander around, because there are lots of little sacred sites around there that will play out during the season. They may not play out for you tonight, but I would like to know your emotional, like as a survivor, imagining that you've lived wanting to play this game. Some of these people have been applying for, you know, we talked to a guy that's applied 16 times right. on this year. Imagine now being out there surrounded by all this history of Survivor and what it feels like. That would be helpful before we start in about 12 hours. In about 12 hours while I'm still on Ghost Island, perhaps. You're right. <laughs> we might be overlapping. We'll cross in the, in the, in the water with I'll our wait, I'll wave goodbye to you. I uh, respect you for doing it. Thank you, Jeff. a lot of people say to us, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll come out there and like spend a night on an island. And then they get here and they go, you know what, actually, because I, I, I've got some work I got to do, so I'm going to not do it. You're actually doing I'm it. I'm giving it a shot. I'm doing my best. And I, I don't, I would be lying if I said I feel great about it, but I'm also excited about it. I think you're going to love it. I think it's going to be uh, on some, in some aspects harder than you think. But when it's all over, I think you'll probably be really proud that you did it. That's the other thing Matt said, that it was going to be harder than I think. I think it's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be harder than that. 
Well, then maybe not. Here's what it is for me. Imagination is one thing, but you're actually living out there. The only thing you have, the solace you can take is you're doing it only one night. I think for a lot of survivors, they hit that first night and they go, oh my God. I have to do this again? I have to do this again and again and again and again and again. And you look at the little bit of rice you're going to have. That's how much rice you get each day. You might be able to do it one night. You're yeah. going in there in the evening. Imagine that's your rice for the entire day, every day, unless you can catch a fish or find a coconut with some meat in it. It's suddenly it becomes daunting. So you're sort of dipping your toe in, but it is a, you're dipping your toe in waters with sharks. So I still respect you. Okay, I'm gonna keep out of the water then. Okay. All right, thanks Jeff. Josh, All pleasure right. man. Good I love stuff, that you're man. doing this. I'm psyched, I mean, I'm terrified, but I'm awesome. hear all that that is the wind coming straight off the ocean i am standing right on the edge of the sea it's a windy day it is still cloudy rain has been uh letting up rain has been up for a couple hours now i hope it stays that way ah oh, man i really wanted to build a fire out here i don't know that that's going to happen we'll see we'll inspect the situation i have to earn flint if i can earn flint that's step one. I can't make fire any other way. So we'll see. We'll see how all of that goes. But I am now minutes away from departing for Ghost Island and officially becoming Ghost Zero. Stay tuned. The rain subsides before the ride out to Ghost Island. The wind, however, is another story. The dark sky howls with laughter during the voyage out to the spooky playground, the ocean moving with heavy breath in the final approach. I would be shaking in my boots were I wearing any. Instead, I'm clad in simple clothes, an attempt to emulate something resembling survivor attire. An olive-tinted button-down shirt, a long-sleeved t-shirt from my summer camp days to help reverse the bullfrog curse, an unfortunate pair of blue shorts that'll regret for the rest of my life, and water shoes with good enough grip for a hike or two. My Moto Majiba from Survivor Africa is stuffed somewhere within my waterproof backpack, which I bring along to protect my recording equipment in case the rain decides to return. Worn around my neck, a black Balboa buff from Survivor Pearl Islands, considered by many to be the best season in the show's history. With any luck, I'll bring some of those good vibes with me as I become an outcast in my own right. Dressed to impress absolutely no one, and already dripping in sweat, I hop off the boat and fall clumsily into the sand, a fitting arrival given the journey ahead. All right, I am on Coast Island. I've just landed here. It is windy, as you can tell by the wind that is blowing into my microphone right now. I am uh, just a little bit down the beach, maybe, um, I don't know, like a, like a hundred 
some odd couple hundred feet away from some flaming torches that seem to be surrounded by some form of tiki god. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. Cool fun fact about Ghost Island, uh, it is across the way from uh, the same island that Castaway was filmed on, uh, which is an island that's been used a lot by survivors since they've been uh, shooting here in Fiji. Um, also, I believe uh, it is the site of a tribe this season. So the way that this works for a lot of these tribes, I mean, this is just the way that it works, period, is contestants are boated around in blacked-out boats. So they don't know where they are when they're being carted between places. Which means that somebody's going to get stranded to Ghost Island from a tribe that is just across the street, essentially, from Ghost Island, and they'll never even know it. Um, which is kind of hysterical, to me at least. Uh, maybe a little bit sad uh, when you think about some of these people who are going to be alone out here. Maybe it's funny to me now because I haven't started to suffer yet. The suffering is going to begin probably at sundown, would be my bet. Um, I think that the stretch of 11 to 3 uh, is going to be especially difficult. Um, we'll see if I get any sleep. We'll see if I get any fire. I don't know what's in store for me once I go towards those tiki torches, but we'll find out. Here's what I find when I step toward those tiki torches. Two towering totems standing guard at the mouth of Ghost Island. Reminiscent of the statues found on Easter Island, and remnants of the survivor gods, depending on how seriously you believe in the lore. The statues flank a rope bridge, like fangs on either side of a wooden tongue. Past the bridge, the jungle, an instant immersion in survivor history. A multi-headed totem watches over the right-hand side of the initial path with one of its faces bearing an eerie resemblance to a certain Pearl Island's pirate. A few paces further inland, and your definition of a pace may vary, the path branches off into multiple directions. Go forward, and you're in the camp of Ghost Island. Turn left, and you'll embark on a roundabout rocky road that still leads to the camp. Turn right, and you'll face slightly less harsh terrain. All of these ways hold access to shrines built in tribute to survivors' history, with actual immunity idols and necklaces from previous seasons on full display. And it is awesome. Oh, this is neat. It like, looks like Rupert. There's a lot to explore. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm hunting for idols right now. Am I gonna die if I try to get up there? I was warned that I might get bored out here. I don't think that's gonna happen. There's a lot of stuff. This is really fucking cool. Damn. Damn! This is great. This is exciting. I would kill to be a player out here. <laughs> this would be a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. The survivor gods are real out here, and that is that is intimidating. You do feel like you're just like, you've stumbled upon a place where you're not supposed to be here. Like, this is like a place like filled with haunting memories and just haunting imagery. I'm stoked right now, I'm having the best time, but I've only been here for like 10 minutes. So like, sleep out here and live out here would be really, really scary as well. 
There's a curious tree on Ghost Island, one that looks almost like a rocket ship, the perfect place to hide an idol, or maybe even a spy bunker. It marks an endpoint of sorts. Past this landmark, a rudimentary passageway leads uphill, a route to the summit of Ghost Island, a place that is fully off-limits to me during my stay. I start to walk away, but even as I do, I feel something behind me, as if something beyond the rocket tree is summoning me, calling out to me, like a cold and deadly destiny, waiting to be fulfilled. Alright, I'm at Ghost Island, and you get here, and you're facing... A rope bridge. Serious Indiana Jones vibes as you are entering Ghost Island. It is a rope bridge on a steep incline, like a rope bridge that has fallen, literally like the end of Temple of Doom. And you're walking up it. It's steep. You've got rope to hang on to. That is certainly something that I am doing. And on all sides, I'm flanked by torches. Um, Coming up here, on top of being flanked by torches, when you get to the top, which I'm currently doing... Oh man, Ghost Island just kind of smells good. Love the fire. Uh, There is a gateway, essentially. It is uh, two gigantic tiki wooden structures um, that look like survivor gods. Like, I think that that is really the art design here. Uh, You get in, and immediately on the right, you're greeted by another set of tiki statues that are roped together to a bamboo tree, to to a palm tree. Um, the top guy looks, the top tiki statue looks like Rupert, (laughs) which is kind of amazing. None of the other ones look like anybody specifically, but if this is a place that is, um, you know, designed to, uh, embrace mistakes from survivor history, Rupert is a great ambassador, great, uh, great greeter to Ghost Island. All right, so I'm walking in a little bit deeper. There's fire in the distance. That's very exciting for me because Lord knows I would love some fire tonight given what the weather has been. Everywhere you go, there are statues, like secret statues. There are little tiny critters that are just tucked away. Um, And here's the bummer, is I am bummer. I am a Survivor fan, big time. Um, I know boot orders. Uh, I could tell you, you could tell me like season whatever, episode whatever, and I could tell you who got eliminated in that episode. But when it comes to immediately recognizing art design, that's a failing of mine. And I think probably a failing of a lot of Survivor fans. Um, Maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better. But you get deeper into Ghost Island. It's about a 20-foot trek around some windy, rocky paths, passageways, to get to this shelter, this structure, which, thank God, thank God this structure exists Because at least even if I can't make fire tonight, there is going to be a place for me to sleep uh, and hopefully not get deeply, deeply rained upon. Um, This structure, there are snuffers, uh, torch snuffers, all around, hovering from this shelter, haunting images of Survivor past. I see the Survivor Thailand snuffer. I see, I think it's, it's probably... Every season, I think, is represented here just by the sheer amount of snuffers that are here. There are torch snuffers that are dangling from the top of the shelter. And, like, can you just imagine 
being alone all by yourself, a huge Survivor fan, sleeping out on an official Survivor island, just surrounded by every single torch snuffer in Jeff Probst's arsenal. Pretty amazing. Deeper past the shelter, there is a rock face with a wooden sign, and hanging from the wooden sign, it says, One bad decision can haunt you forever. At the base of the shelter, uh, there is a big jug of water, I assume unboiled, so I'm not going to just go ahead and drink it. Uh, oh, maybe if I get really desperate. Uh, there is some rice here. There's a, there's a container of rice, and then there's some rice that's just open. There is a basket, a wicker basket, that is filled with wood, flint, machete, uh, all sorts of stuff. There is a, also a bowl that is covered with two bamboo, hollow bamboo um, apparatuses. One says fire. The other says no fire. Uh, just feeling it around, it feels like something is moving inside of here. So that's interesting to me. If you're picking up the fire bamboo. If you're picking up the no fire bamboo. If you're picking up the no fire bamboo, it is. it feels empty. Uh, and that is disconcerting so it seems like i have to make fire uh with these supplies and either i make it and i get to open the fire bamboo or i don't make it and i open the no fire bamboo and i think it's going to have nothing inside of it so that is troubling um i have practiced making fire the great zeke smith coached me in how to make fire with flint there is flint here there are the supplies that I that I recall from our conversation, so I'm um, I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to do it with that flint uh, and this setup. So that's going to be really awesome if I'm able to pull it off. Let's keep walking around a little bit. Let's check out some spots because this is really vast. There's a lot going on. You can really travel Ghost Island. Uh, lots of different pathways. There's, uh, there's one pathway. I'm not going to go up that. That looks really dangerous and rocky. Uh, not Survivor Fiji's rocky. There's fire up ahead. More fire. There's just fire everywhere. And my biggest fear is, like, if somehow I'm not able to make fire and if I fail this test, like, all the torches are going to go out. I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, also, I'm losing daylight, so I'm going to probably cut this short and just get to making fire pretty soon. The point being, this place is vast. There is a rocky cliff face that you can climb, and it is littered with tiki, uh, with different statues. Everywhere you look, there is an idol. There is an idol. You know, an immunity idol, uh, an immunity necklace. There are trees that look like you would be able to find idols in them. My guess right now, knowing nothing about what this place really, really means... This is going to be the place where idols are found this season. I can't imagine that they're going to hide anything at the camps. One thing that maybe they could do at the camps is hide clues. And that could be an incentive to want to get sent to Ghost Island. Maybe that's something that you want to do. Because you could get sent here and you could dig something up. You could find an advantage. You could find an idol. That would be, that would be a reason to come here. But of course double-edged sword you come to ghost island and you're away from your camp you're away from your tribe that's a problem that's going to be a situation you know you're left out of things but if you feel like you're already on the outs then maybe this is the place to go and you go and you arm yourself up and you come back to camp and you say guess what come at me bros i've got an idol i've got 
James Clement's idol. How about that? I've got Andrew Belkey's idol. How about that? Cash me outside. So there are options here. It's really cool. It's immediately, I've obviously never been to Exile Island. I got to imagine this is cooler than Exile Island. So I'm stoked. Stoked to be here. A couple of things. First, as Probst will inform me a couple of days on from my overnight, Ghost Island isn't the only place players will find idols, advantages, and relics this season. So that initial theory, it's out the window. Secondly, in case you missed it in the word soup, allow me to reset my Ghost Island challenge for you. The survivor gods have demanded that I create fire with flint. If I succeed, I'll be the proud owner of whatever heavy object exists within one of two bamboo shafts sitting inside Ghost Island's shelter. If I fail, I open up the other bamboo shaft, the one that's virtually weightless, marked only by two terrible words. No fire. Needless to say, no fire is not an option. All right, we're gonna make some fire. So I am scraping magnesium off of the back end of the flint, trying to make a nice little pile of that. It's not coming off as easily as I would like. Uh, and once I've got that, I'm going to get some of the jute, which I have put back in here. I'm gonna place it in the bowl with the magnesium. I'm gonna try and strike it, and then I'm gonna put some of these sticks in here. Hopefully start making a little bit of a fire. Uh, we'll see where that takes us. That's at least going to be the first attempt. It takes a couple attempts. I'm cool with that. You know, perfection doesn't happen on the first shot. Requires some effort. I really want to make fire here because I didn't realize how close I was to Castaway. And I want to show off my Tom Hanks impression. I don't have a Tom Hanks impression. I have made fire! That's what I'm gonna say. Whoa, just tears your knees up, huh? Alright, let's try. Get these sleeves up. <laughs> just start dripping. Did you feel anything? Did you feel a drip? Did you feel some rain? Did you just feel rain? Or is that just me? Am I just losing my mind? pros and cons of doing this next to fire. You can see, but you die! You burn alive! You got this, bro. You got this. Come on, man. What would Butch say? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself! The light goes out so fast in Fiji. Stupid winter. Stupid South Pacific winter. What are you doing having winter in June? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It would be so awesome. It would be so awesome to make fire on Survivor. I really want to do it. I'm not tired right now. Um, I've got nothing but time, right? You know, I'm trying to, trying to stay positive. Zeke, is your ghost out here? Help, make fire for me. I mean, like, no one really is expecting me to make fire. I'm Wiggler. Wiggler's not gonna make fire, clearly. He's gonna try, 
and he's gonna like come out here being like, yeah, I know how to make fire with flint. It's not a big deal. Zeke taught me how to do it. By the way, he shouted me out on Survivor. I don't know if you know we're friends. And then of course I just come out here like a total dweebus. We can't do it. So that's like about exactly what everyone expects. Still we persevere for another little while at least. So, the fire making. It's not going great. I remember the feeling well. The feeling that after all the hot shot talk about being able to make fire with flint, it wasn't going to happen out here in the bush. Now, here's something I originally wasn't going to disclose, but since only a few of you are listening, I feel comfortable letting you in on a secret. A few weeks ago, I was visited by a future version of myself who gifted me with the ability to travel through time. The exact mechanics are rather complex, so rather than explain how it works, let me just show you how it works. Uh, give me one quick second while I go right ahead and open up this here time portal. Very good. I am now looking back at myself sitting in the middle of Ghost Island, dumbfoundedly staring back at me. He's okay, don't worry. Uh, he will forget about all of this momentarily. Uh, to give you a peek into my mind at the time of my overnight, I now present to you an interview with myself, conducted across time and space. Here goes nothing. <clears throat> all right, Ghost Zero, walk us through what's going on here. You started making fire during the day, and now it's nighttime. What's going on? You know, it's winter here in Fiji. You wouldn't know it because it is really hot during the day, but it gets dark at night fast. Too fast, way too fast, too furious. Tokyo Drift, Fijian Drift. We got here around, uh, we left for Ghost Island around 4 p.m. I'm going to guess that we got here like somewhere around 4.30 Sun's going down at like six out here at this time of year in Fiji. So the sun went down quick. I think my, uh, my eyes got a little too big for my tummy, so to speak, in terms of exploring Ghost Island because it's so damn cool here. Um, it's, it's awesome. It is riddled with survivor artifacts. Every single one of Jeff Probst's torch nuffers are here. It's crazy. It's cool. And I got really excited about that and probably didn't take into account the fact that the sun was going to go down really fast. So I've been trying to make fire for what feels like an hour now, at least. Um, I get the principles of fire making, scrape that magnesium off of the flint, use the striker, light the jute, get some wood on that thing, and get yourself a fire. Um, the problem is I can't see shit right now. And it's frustrating. Uh, I can't tell if I'm making, if I have a big enough magnesium pile. Um, I don't think I do. Uh, but yeah, we're just in the, we're in the death throes of making fire here. And I feel like the stakes are high because I got a decision to make here. It doesn't sound like you're giving up anytime soon. No, 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 no. We're out here. We're out here for a while. Um, I'm going to keep going at this. I don't know if it's going to happen for me, but I'm going to keep going for a little while longer for sure. Um, I, uh, ate a big lunch today, so I'm feeling calorically empowered uh, I am hydrated. I don't feel dehydrated. I am feeling a little hot. You know, I know that you can't tell based on this, uh, but this body gets a little bit tired after uh, too much physical exertion. So I'm feeling exerted right now. Not exhausted, just exerted. And I need to take a minute 
before I exert myself again. But I'm not done exerting. The exertion continues. Does it feel a little imposing to have a sign over your head that says one bad decision can haunt you forever? A hundred percent. It is very intimidating to have a sign over my head that says one bad mistake can haunt your entire game. It would be more intimidating if I was out here for the full 39-day adventure, if I had signed up for that. That would scare the crap out of me. Just that constant reminder that, dude, you got to do this and you got to do it right. Otherwise, this dream you've been after for 17 years, in the cases of some of these players, is out the window. Out the window with just one false move. Uh, and I am really curious about what happens if I make fire and I get to open that bamboo. There are two bamboo, uh, one that says fire, one that says no fire. I open the no fire if I can't make fire and if I decide I'm not going to be able to make fire. I don't want to do that one. I don't want to open that one. I want to open the one that says fire because I want to know what the next step is. I got to imagine that there's a next step. Um, I got to know what that is. Before we continue, let's try not to think too hard about how that time travel thing was even possible or why the younger version of myself didn't seem too weirded out by my presence at all. It's Ghost Island. The place is weird. And I've seen some weird stuff in my time, okay? It's not like I'm overdubbing a producer who is asked to not be referenced by voice or name or anything like that. It's legitimately time travel. I possess the power. And it can be a little complicated to explain, so let's just move on. Anyway, after my conversation with my future self, I decide that I'm not quite ready to get back into fire making. I want to explore the island a little more. Which proves to be a decision even more dangerous than slipping through the time stream. Okay, so how about a, a guided tour of Ghost Island at night? I've been here for probably two to three hours now, I feel like. And uh, I have a torch lit. And uh, I want to explore at night. I haven't gotten to see the place at night. Fire is just not really coming along yet. I'd like to take a prolonged break. Let's start down at the, at the, at the beginning. I walk back down the path towards the mouth of Ghost Island. Along the way, I stop beside a shrine, playing host to the immunity idol from Survivor Micronesia. Of course, I don't know that it's the immunity idol from Survivor Micronesia because I'm a bad Survivor fan, but I've given the idol an appropriate name all the same. That's Mike. He's my friend out here. He hangs out and he keeps this, uh, this tarp safe. It's a sacred tar. If I'm really, really cold, I just like put both arms through it and snuggle up against it. So far that hasn't happened. There's a coconut behind Mike. I wonder if that means anything. Doesn't look like it's special in any way. Doesn't have any paintings on it. Just the fact that it's behind Mike made me suspicious. Uh, let's go down this way. We're going to the start of Ghost Island. Right down here. Ghost Island at night. Down this way is the beach. It's not advisable to go to the beach at night because it is dangerous. It's hazardous for your health. Down. All right, so this is uh, this is the entryway. Whoa! Oh, I went out. The wind comes off of the ocean and snuffs my torch. Thankfully, 
There's always fire on Ghost Island, including right here at the entryway. I attempt to relight my torch by dipping it into the blazing urn. And the result? Total disaster. Whoa. Oh, shit. So here's a funny story. I've been trying to make fire with flint for the past couple of hours, and while on break, I went for a walk through Ghost Island with a hand torch. The torch went out. I tried to le relight the torch. I tried to relight the torch with another urn that was filled with fire and accidentally just like dumped the entire torch into the urn that was filled with fire and there was a fire problem. There was a fire situation. I'm an idiot. It was bad. It's over now, but I almost burned down Ghost Island. Moral of the story, I shouldn't play Survivor. I'm just gonna destroy this place. Anyway, let's resume trying to make fire. Woo! Not easy. This helicopter kills my magnesium. I'm gonna freak. I'm gonna assume it's probed. Losing light. That was my big concern. Like the 4 p.m. start. It's like fuck. It's getting dark so early out here. I can't even tell how much I had. I'll get it. I'm gonna get it. Fire making is still not taking. Perhaps it's because I've offended the survivor gods by nearly burning Ghost Island to the ground with hours to go before the start of the game. Or perhaps it's because I'm an idiot and I simply cannot make fire. You can choose whichever narrative works best for you. Either way, news of my myriad failed attempts have apparently traveled far and wide. And as such, my presence is requested back at the entrance of Ghost Island. Okay, so I'm being led back down the path towards my good buddy Mike the Immunity Idol, the Immunity Michael, who is one of the many, many totems that you find here on Ghost Island. He seems like the friendliest of the ghosts. He's certainly my favorite. I know you're not supposed to pick favorites, but I like Mike. There is a some sort of spider crab thing that I've just stumbled upon. Uh, that's really interesting. That's like a hermit crab in like a snail shell or some nonsense like that. I don't know. Fiji, what are you going to do? All right, so we're on our way down to see Mike to see if there's anything interesting going on by Mike. Okay. Looking down at this, we've got, we've got a radio. We've got a radio that says... Ghost Island, Josh, Ghost Island is cursed. If you get scared, call me, Probst. Oh, well, isn't that sweet? A little, a little something from Jeff Probst. Probst for Josh at Ghost Island. Probst for Josh at Ghost Island. 
This is Josh. Go for Josh. Uh, Jeff Probst, how are you doing? Hey, uh, I know you've been out there for a while. I just want to check and see how the fire is doing. Are you keeping warm? I'm doing what I can. I am. Uh, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress right now. Okay, so you don't have fire yet. Fire is in development. Fire has not happened yet. We've had some good, decent sparks, uh, but nothing has taken. But I'm giving it the good college try right now, Jeff. You'd be proud of me. Okay, walk me through your process. Are you using the tinder and building a little? We're starting with a little bit of magnesium, trying to use that to catch the jute on fire, uh, and then to build a TP structure that is going to catch. We have not been able to get the jute on fire yet. Are you putting the magnesium on the jute? I got a little bit of magnesium on the jute. I've got a little bit of magnesium next to the jute. I haven't figured out whether I want it on the jute or near the jute, so I'm trying to split the difference. Okay, try this. Take a little pile of that and build it, you know, make a little ball with it and then make an indentation so you kind of have a nest, like you were going to put a little egg in there. And then put the magnesium, shave the, put the magnesium right in that nest and just gently carve the magnesium in there. You with me? I'm with you. I'm following you. Okay, so now you have this little ball of jute and it's got a little indentation, and you put your flint and steel, and you're taking your knife, and you're scraping the magnesium off in, inside this little nest. So now you've got a, a decent pile. Get a good pile. And then take the back side of the knife or the front side, whichever side you want, and go from the top all the way down to the bottom so you get a real long spark and put it right on top of that pile. All right, we're back at it, making fire again. Just knocked my head into a torch snuffer, as you do. I'm gonna try this the Jeff Probst way. I'm gonna make a little teepee thing. I'm gonna put my, put my best foot forward here for Mr. Probst. All right, I'm gonna try this right here, right now. I'm gonna try and build a teepee around it. Once I get it going. And do note, I said once I get it going. We are not giving up yet. The fight continues. Survivor gods, be cool. This is my island, right? Whew. Right about now, it would have been nice if I had continued with Cub Scouts past the Weebelow stage. Or if I had taken any of my summer camp orienteering seriously. Or if I was just a manlier dude. That would have been awesome if I had made those choices somewhere along the way. For this moment only. But it's the thought that counts. I am a believer in that. I am a snowflake in that regard. 
can't even blame the wind. Uh, the wind is fine right now. <sighs> stupid Ghost Island. Just kidding, Ghost Island, you're awesome. I'm the stupid one. <sighs> Fucker! Uh, sorry, I know it's a family show. <sighs> Just such a bitch. Straight fuck. If this is like, this is ghost flint. Like, this is some raggedy ass flint. <laughs> so it's a little hard to get it up. But whoever said it was easy. Mm. This is mostly dirt or magnesium at this point. That's my question. What I should have researched before I came out here is like, can magnesium go bad? When good magnesium goes bad. Uh, this place is fucking cursed! Ghosts! Frustrated! Ah! Come on, baby, let's go, let's go. Fire, fire, fire. Fuck. Come on. Come on. Shithead! Why are you fucking with me so hard? Uh. Like killing the striker too, I feel like. I've been close a couple of times just now. It's catching ever so slightly. But I can't breathe, it's a life. It just goes out way too fast. Might have something. Of course I say that we don't! Ah! It was sparkling for like 10 straight seconds! And I was blowing on it! And nothing happened! And I'm so <laughs> unhappy with that! <laughs> I was right there. I feel like I was right there. Like that was the moment where I was like, ah, it's happening! It wasn't happening. It didn't happen. We are hopefully honing in on it. Getting close, I hope. One more. Ah! Break! Something break. Felt like. Oh! The striker came off. Well, that could be problematic if I can't get that back in. Oh boy. The moment, oh yeah. Let's see if it works, but that's not great. Okay, so the striker came out. I'm My man strength, I underestimated myself. I've just uh, really, really brute strength the, the striker off of the flint. I think I'm gonna have to somewhat hold it in place. We're getting into dangerous cut your thumb off territory. Let's see how long we can play with this for. Hey Jeff, do you know what's awesome? I, uh, I knocked the striker off of the flint, and so now I have to pin the striker down into the flint with my thumb. Isn't that great? Isn't that a fantastic thing that I've done? That's okay. You're not the first. 
Okay, you can you can still make it work if you're able to get a spark. I think the thing that will help you, and Josh, I'm no expert. I just play one on TV. <laughs> the thing that will help you is if you put a big pile of magnesium and put it right on top of the tinder that you're trying to light, that jute, and then just scrape out, knocking your pile off, scrape right into the pile, and then be ready to go when that ignites. After consulting with Probst, I'm ready to give fire-making another go. But even with his sound advice firmly in mind, I can't get out of my own damn head. The flint is damaged. Badly. And I'm not in a position to trade anything for a new one. In order to work the flint, I have to keep the striker in place with my thumb, pinning it down by the midpoint of the flint, severely limiting my ability to produce sparks. Not only are we in dangerous cut-your-thumb-off territory, we are officially in suck-your-thumb-and-cry territory. Because fire with flint looks very much like it's not going to happen. Hey, let's do this again. It's, like, impossible with the way the striker is right now. Mmm... Who am I to argue with Jeff Probst, but this just isn't working out. Yeah, it's shaved down quite a bit. It's out of the flint. My goof for doing that. But between the fact that it's so thin right now, and that I have to keep holding it down, and I can't do like the the real strokes that I need to do, it's it's tough. It's at least tough. At the very least tough. I just can't fucking use the flint the way I need to. I can't use the flint the way that I need to. I can't use the flint the way that I need to because I broke it. It's making this tough. I'm at the end of my rope right now. I don't know what to do. I don't want to disappoint Uncle Jeff. I don't want to disappoint Cousin Zeke. Sucks. <laughs> this stinks. It's frustrating. <sighs> you got quiet, Ghost Zero. Huh? You got quiet, Ghost Zero. I did get quiet. You know, I'm trying to trying to stay positive. Trying to focus on the JP rules. Build a little bird's nest. Baby bird this thing to life. So far, no bueno. But I'm trying. It's frustrating because the, the striker keeps like shifting in my hand. I can't hit it exactly the way that I know that I probably should be hitting it. My method wasn't working before, so I feel like I should keep giving this a try. But it's also not working this way. And that's a challenge, but let's try one more. To the folks at home who want to play Survivor, do not come out here without thoroughly practicing your fire. Make sure you get it. You know what you're doing. You don't want to be me out here if a million dollars are on the line. That would be a bad thing. Looking back on all of this now, it would be funny 
if it wasn't so damn depressing. My trip to Ghost Island took place weeks after Ben Drebergen beat Devin Pinto in a fire-making challenge to win his way into the final three, and ultimately to win his way to the million-dollar prize at the end of Survivor Triple H. Not that I needed any help in sinking lower in that moment, but I can only imagine how I would have felt if I had known then what I know now. An inability to make fire very likely means an inability to win Survivor. Karate Kid and that scene where Danielson has gotten really far into the tournament and then the the jerk face head of Cobra Kai tells his student to sweep the leg and Daniel's leg is swept because it's a dirty move and he looks like he's out then he comes back in with the crane kick in the end and he saves the day and kicks Johnny in the face and even Johnny is like good move man that was great much to the chagrin of the Cobra Kai coach that's what this feels like I feel like I've been swan kicked in the nards or my leg has been swept out from under me and now I have to swan kick or crane kick this fire in the face I don't know if I can do it, but I'm gonna do one last shot. That's what this is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it one last try. I'm gonna give it one last really meaningful try. Like we're gonna go at this for a little while. Uh, and if I can't get it after that, then I gotta call it. I just gotta be realistic and say that the flint is <laughs> the flint has been wigglered, and uh, the fire situation has therefore also been wigglered. So. We'll see where we go. Let's give it one last shot. And that'll be that. Rain or shine. It's gonna be shine. Positivity. New batch of magnesium. Start fresh. So fresh and so clean. So, let's see how much longer I can go. Gotta have been like, what, like almost four hours of this at this point? Which doesn't feel like a lot, you know, considering how long I'm out here for. Like, I want to keep going. I just, I don't think I can use this anymore. I think I've destroyed it. I don't know that fire is possible. I don't want to admit defeat. I want in on that fire bamboo so bad. I want to know what's in there. Here we go. We are embarking on the final phase of this fire-making excursion. Success or failure is imminent in either direction. I'm at peace either way. This was not for lack of trying, not for lack of rehearsal. Just sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Let us win. Let's get this going. going right now. Oh, fuck. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So close. All right, let's keep doing this. Let's try that again.
I gotta call it. Hate to do it. Hate to do it. Hate to do it. I don't think it's doable with my striker right now. I'm calling it. I'm calling it on fire. And I'm so bummed. I'm really bummed about that. All you Boy Scouts of America and outdoors people and wilderness venture types who are listening to this, who are experiencing this alongside me, I know it would have been easy for you. I'm just a doughy reporter from New York who made fire on his balcony three times. Can't do it in the bush yet. Say la vie. We'll get him next time. Call it. Fire can't be done. The game is called. Ghost Zero has failed, fully living up to his name. He will bring nothing home to his family and his friends except for shame. His fire mentor shall never shout him out again. It's a dark moment in the middle of the spooky playground, and it's about to get a little darker. So, before me stand two choices. A bamboo that says fire and a bamboo that says no fire. You open the bamboo that says fire if you create fire of your own making. You open the no fire if you were unable to create fire. Probably to the surprise of just about nobody, I was not able to make fire, which means I opened the no fire bamboo. Let's see what it says. This is going to be like a lump of coal, isn't it? What's inside? It says, Josh, it has my name in it. You came, you tried, you failed. Thanks for visiting Ghost Island. Time for you to go. Devastating. Oh, that's so brutal. No! Oh, that sucks. Oh, super bummer. Super bummer. Oh. But you know what? I've got a souvenir. I'm gonna get this thing framed. It's inspiration for the future. You know, I don't think I'm coming back to Ghost Island. I don't know that I'm ever gonna get the chance to make fire on Survivor again. But I'm gonna get out there somewhere and I'm gonna make fire and, you know, that'll be great. It's not as great as it could have been <laughs> if I had made fire out here. Wah, wah. Oh. And now, but I mean, this is great because now I am haunted. I am haunted by what is in this fire bamboo. I'm gonna have to stay out here all night and just wonder what's inside there. It could be a pillow. <laughs> could be a blanket, could be a pillow. Could be a lot of things. What are you gonna do? Bummer. All right. <sighs> Devastating. Man, but it's great because Survivor doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> you know, when you fail, you fail, and they let you know, and I like that. I appreciate that. Okay, well, after having failed to make fire, 
I'm now walking back to the one part of Ghost Island in which I can use a walkie-talkie. And I'm about to speak again to Uncle Jeff, and I'm going to have to deliver the news that I couldn't make fire. I feel really <laughs> like I've disappointed my dad. It's terrible. Terrible feeling. Let's see how this goes. I hope he's not really going to kick me off of Ghost Island. I'm not ready to go. Hi, Jeff. It's Josh on Ghost Island. Ah, uh, man, from the sound of your voice, it sounds like fire did not happen. You know what? I really appreciate just how brutal rejection is on Survivor. Opening the no-fire bamboo with a message that said, Hey, Josh, you failed. Hope you enjoyed Ghost Island. See you later. Was a nice touch. I like the savagery of Survivor. I think it's only fair. You're a brave man to get out there and attempt it. And look... If Survivor was easy, instead of millions of people watching it, millions of people would play it. But the truth is, only a few hundred over 18 years have played Survivor. You just got a taste of it, you did your best, and now you're going to sleep and go stand without fire, without friends, just the spirits haunting you all night long. No fire, no friends, just the spirits haunting you forever. Ominous final words from Jeff Probst, host with the most and king of the ghosts. The words are especially haunting, given what happens the moment I return to the shelter at the heart of Ghost Island. Okay, so Papa Probst just told me that I'm brave for doing this. I appreciate the consolation prize. Uh, we've now returned to the Ghost Island shelter. It appears that maybe there is an idol that has just appeared out of nowhere. Is that even possible? Could that be possible? That something has just suddenly shown up. There's a rock. There's leaves. And there is absolutely some sort of idol that I do not recognize at all. Now, I know we've established that I'm not great at this stuff, but I feel like if I had at least seen this immunity idol before, I would know it. I have never seen this immunity idol before. This was not there when we walked away. This idol was not there when I went to talk to Jeffrey Probst. It is some sort of tribal looking man with uh, long black hair a necklace made of rope he has what appears to be a war drum not for nothing the dude is jacked he's got arms the size of cows and he looks like he means business and I wonder if this is the survivor god is this the Ghost Island Immunity Idol, and is this the Survivor God? Let's keep him close by. With the sudden arrival of an idol that may or may not be the embodiment of the Survivor Gods, now feels like as good a time as any to call it a night. To recap, I nearly burned Ghost Island to the ground with its own eternal flame, I couldn't even create a fire of my own, and now... An ancient entity has materialized from seemingly nowhere 
staring down upon me in judgment. Feels like enough excitement for one evening. With that said, it's time to sleep. Or at least, it's time to attempt to sleep. I crawl into the shelter at the heart of Ghost Island. I remove my button-down shirt and stick my legs through the sleeves in order to make a blanket. The broken flint and the contents of the no-fire bamboo reside within my backpack, wrapped in my moto buff, the cursed keepsakes covered by nothing more than fire plus water in Swahili. I shut my eyes. But not for long. I feel like I'm being watched. I am being watched. The torch snuffers that have destroyed the flames of virtually every name in Survivor history hang overhead, staring down at me, seeing and searing into my soul. The nearby presence of an idol that may or may not be an ambassador to the Survivor gods coats me in its own warm blanket of stomach-turning dread. Off in the distance, I can still hear some haunted hum calling out to me from deep within the jungle. Is it the survivor gods? Is it the bullfrogs? Whatever it is, as I'm lying in the lonely shelter at the heart of Ghost Island, contemplating my hubris and my failures, staring straight up at survivor death, I know one thing is certain. There's something alive out here. And whatever it is, it's angry. In a few days, someone else will be angry. The first one out of Survivor Ghost Island. That person's story, as well as the story of Ghost Island's actual first guest, coming next in the final episode of Ghost Zero. First one out, Ghost Zero, is produced, written, and hosted by Josh Wigler. That's me! It's a collaboration between The Hollywood Reporter and Rob Has a Podcast. Taryn Armstrong is our editor. He is also a robot. Ghost Drums, the theme of this podcast, was composed by Josh and Ben Wiggler, arranged by Nick Campbell, and performed by The Sun and the Moon. Special thanks to Zeke Smith, and special thanks to the legendary Solo and Sato. Head to THR.com slash Survivor for more Ghost Island coverage. Survivor premieres on February 28th, and Ghost Zero concludes on March 1st. Next time on the season finale of First One Out. First episode sets the tone very often, and I think we are off on the right foot. The whispers have returned. Jeff, first tribal council in the books, how are you feeling about it? Josh, I feel very good as we sit here at tribal, hunched over yes. together, talking into your little microphone. Yes. And I saw Jeff walking out with the urn out of this giant mouth with fiery eyeballs. I was like, that is awesome. That's when I notice it the survivor god i sincerely hope that the survivors of this season are able to do a better job than i did well now the gods will get you